for those who long have gone. Guiding the wise men on their way unto the place where Jesus lay. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine upon us until you all in the name of the Lord Jesus this morning. Good to see you on the Zoom call and we just want to welcome you and all those that have joined with us via the internet. God bless you richly and pray that God will just meet your every need this morning. We sure uh, miss having you all here and we're just looking forward to when this time and season will be ended. But you know in the original Christmas there were conditions much like this where everyone was told to go home and stay in their hometowns. And it was, a, it was an, a, dire, a dire condition. It was a bad state of affairs. But that was the time the Lord chose to send His Son to the earth. And we're looking forward to what God is going to do in our midst, in our time. Amen. Hark the herald, of, uh, hark the herald angels sing. <clears throat> Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled Joy from all you nations rise Join the triumph of the sky Christ is born in Bethlehem. 
wonderful song, wonderful reality. Oh, we just praise His name. Maybe we'll sing that last verse together. <clears throat> come, desire of nations, come, fix in us thy humble home. Rise the woman's conquering sea, bruise in us the servant's head. Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wonderful. I'd like to sing a little chorus just before we go to prayer. All he wants is you. Nothing else will do. Be flat. I was just thinking about this song this morning and at this Christmas season, the Lord Jesus in this time and season wants our present, our gift to Him, and it's all of us. Everything that we are, everything that we ever will be, the Lord Jesus wants us just to give it to Him, place it at His feet, and just that we can worship Him and give Him the adoration that He deserves. Amen. Let's sing this together. Oh, all He stand together, those that are able. <clears throat> I have a couple of, uh, <clears throat> first of all, a testimony from Sister Eleanor. Um, some time ago, maybe two weeks ago, we prayed for her neighbor here at the church. Um, and Sister Eleanor thanks us for 
or her neighbor thanks us for praying. There's power in prayer. Um, her neighbor named Tom came through the operation successfully, and he will be home for Christmas. So we're thankful for that, that God undertook for our sister's neighbor, and pray that God will just continually work in his life and do more that he could even ask or think. And uh, we have a prayer request called in from uh, Sister Laverne Clemens. Just remember she used to sit here on the second row from the front very faithfully and wonderful Christian. She has a request here for her son Stanley who's got a wound on his foot that won't heal because of a diabetic condition. He's also um, supposed to be scheduled or is scheduled for chemotherapy. And the doctors have said this is the end for him. So Sister Laverne is asking prayer for her son for healing and salvation. And she has... uh, Updates on the rest of her family. A daughter-in-law who had a soldier surgery is recovering well. And Marty's family had COVID, but they have recovered, so we're very thankful for that. And um, Marty's also going in for a test to, or has gone into a test to see if he's still cancer-free. And Sister Laverne has asked that we remember that need as well. So maybe we can just pray together and join our hearts together with our sister and and any needs that we have. I was just thinking back to the beginning of 2020 and um, we had special services then. We didn't know what was coming forth in the year ahead, but we had Brother Ron Spencer stand here and he preached some powerful services. And we've been hanging on to that all this time. And we're so grateful for that. Thankful for what God has done for our brother Ron. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. We sense your presence here this morning, Lord. Even though the pews are empty, Lord. And we can only connect by the internet, Lord God. But your presence bypasses all restrictions and all hindrances, Father. We're so grateful, O God, that you came to us the way you did so many years ago. That you came down from glory in a little, simple, humble condition, came as a baby. You bypassed all of man's ideas and thoughts and interpretations. And you came, Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords. You humbly came down. You were wrapped in swaddling cloth. You were laid in a manger. You bore the name of illegitimacy, Lord, because of the way you came. 
You bore all kinds of accusations that were not true. But on the morning or on the eve of your birth, Lord, there were angels that came down to shepherds and they sang like a song that has never been sung, Lord. They were glorifying God in the highest because of what has transpired on the earth, Lord. You came, O God, to reconcile man back to yourself, Father. We're so glad that you didn't stay as a babe, Lord, but that you grew and you learned obedience by the things you suffered. And when it came time to lay down your life, you laid it down as a lamb, Lord. And we rejoice in that, Father. We rejoice in what you've done for us, Lord. We rejoice in the sacrifice, Lord. We rejoice in the resurrection, Father. We rejoice in all that you have done, O God, for we thank you, O God. Oh, what a great God we serve this morning, Lord. And that you come to us, O God, in such simplicity, Lord, that we can receive it, Father. The scripture says that you come to babes that will learn, Lord. Truly, that's what we are, Lord. We're not... The elite of the world, Lord, we're not the elite of the earth, Father, but you come to simple, humble people, Lord, that have something placed in their heart that comes from you, O God, to receive, O God, what you have for us. And we bless your name this morning, Father. We thank you, O God. Thank you for this service, Lord. We want to put in all that we have, Lord, all of our Abilities, Father, even though we cannot gather, O God, but we pray that you would take our offering, such as it is, Lord. And may you multiply it for your glory, O God. Take full control, O God. Use our brother Tom, Lord, as he would minister, Father. Use him, Lord God. Anoint him, Father. And this morning, Lord, we want to remember our sister Laverne Clemens, Father. She's requested prayer for her son Stanley, Lord. Sometimes you allow things to come to the dead end, O God, to the end of the road, to where there's no more that man can do, O God. And then you come on the scene, Father, and you show that you are God. We pray that you would do that even now, Lord Jesus. That you would remember our sister, Lord, and her request, Father, for her son, Lord. Oh, her heart, Lord, is yearning for her son to receive you, Father. For her family, Lord Jesus. Would you remember her, Lord? Remember her family, Father. Even now, O God. Even now, Lord Jesus. We just send our prayers up with hers, Lord. May they come up before you, Lord, as a sweet incense, O God. And you remember her, Lord God. Grant it, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Take control, O God, of every exercise of this service. We just give it all to you, Lord. In the precious and lovely and holy name of Jesus. Amen. You can all have your seats this morning. Excuse me for...
being emotional. Praise God. Can we sing, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear? It came upon a midnight clear that glorious song
those songs should be saying more often. The prophet of God said it's Christmas every day of the year. Those are wonderful words. Wonderful, powerful words. And they are so true. Amen. We're going to invite our brother Tom and maybe we'll sing one more song. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Father, we have joined our hearts together this morning to glorify you, the King of glory, to worship you, Lord, a living God, not a God of 2,000 years ago, but a God that is present, Lord, that set a great forerunner in this hour, Lord, and Lord, that you have given us eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of God would say to the church in this day. Lord, they missed you in your first coming, and they're missing you again in your second coming. But we cry out, Lord Jesus, come quickly. We are waiting for that sweep to come over us, to take us to our great destination, to be with you forever, to worship you, the true and living God. We love you, Lord Jesus, with all our hearts. As we rejoice in your goodness this morning, would you bless the word as we will turn to it, We have, Lord, announcements to make. We pray, God, that you'll be glorified through it all. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. It's nice to see your smiling faces. And I just trust that the presence of the Lord that is here is near you where you are this morning. Amen. Maybe the musicians, you just stay a little bit. We've just got a few announcements to make and then... 
we will turn to the word and just sing one more chorus or one more song. Well, we're at this, what they call Christmas season. Um, and at Christmas season, there's a, an exchange of gifts. That's sort of a tradition. I don't know whether it is around the world, but it happens to be in North America. There's always um, uh, exchange of something. And I think there's a, a picture um, that is supposed to come up on my, whether it's behind me. Oh, there's that picture. Where, I'm Josh, you're supposed to be on the screen. Are you there? There you are. You're going to sit there. I'm, they're trying to bring you on. And uh, there you are, Josh. Nice to see you. Well, Merry Christmas. And God has given you a, a great gift. And so we're going to do an announcement this morning at this beautiful young couple. You're not so beautiful. You're handsome. Okay? She's beautiful. You're handsome. But this lovely couple, uh, Brother Steve and Sister Tracy Rivas, and Brother John and Sister Alicia Laster, would like to and happy to announce the engagement of their children, Joshua and Aaliyah. God bless you. Amen. Wherever you are, Sister Aaliyah, you got a, a gem and vice versa. So Merry Christmas to you both. It's a wonderful gift, a gift to each other. God's blessed you, Brother Josh, and may your time together be so wonderful, wonderful. Amen. Other announcements we have, I have been given here. Um, there's a deadline, I guess, for the donations for the end of this year, for um, the year of 2020. Um, the trustees have uh, uh, made this announcement. It's till December 31st. You have your offerings and your uh, tithing up to midnight of December 31st for this year's donation receipt. If you've moved or are moving before February the 20th, 21, please notify the office of your new address so they make sure you get your receipt. The office uh, will be open with the exception of the stat holidays, Monday through Friday, and they'd be happy to take any questions you might have. So that's that part. Um, tonight, Brother John Andes will be ministering at the camp, at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. Good morning, Brother John, Sister Sharon, nice to see you. Um, it, this will be our last evening service uh, this year, I believe. And then we'll be going to uh, no service this following Wednesday. And then we go to a service on December 27th, one service only. Uh, in the evening, they'll be practicing for the New Year's, so they've asked if you want to be recorded or have a song, for New Year's Eve, brother, uh, please call Brother Ryan or Brother Ben to plan a time so they can do the recording and the brothers will be here to do the videoing of those songs. This is going to be a whole new type of uh, rejoicing in New Year's. So I'm sure you can bear with us. I'm, I know they were practicing last night or not practicing. They were laying down some songs last night and they were here till over uh, past midnight. And um, I'm expecting it to be a wonderful evening. We'll be starting that on the 31st at 7 o'clock, if you want to put that down so that you remember. Normally, we start at 9 o'clock on New Year's Eve. Um, but since we're this way, it will be at 7 o'clock. 
and um, it will be a wonderful time together, and um, you'll be able to uh, join us by the way of, of whatever medium that you're using. 28th, they want January the, uh, I'm sorry, January the 8th is planned for a young people's evening on Zoom. So that is really giving you a lot of time to put that one down on your calendar. So God bless you for that. And may the Lord um, be with them in a special way. We have a different change of uh, a venue here at the, or not venue, January 8th. Not 28th, 8th, 8th, 8th. Everybody got that? I can see you better here. January 8th. Um, also at the church, I want to give notice, uh, pews and the windows and everything, all the different trims have been just refurbished and done a tremendous job. Uh, Sister Elizabeth has really worked hard. Brother Serge Roy has labored much. Brother Matthew DeCurdy. And then we have Callista and Margaret and different ones that have labored. When you come to church, it's going to be a new church. You'll be lots of surprises. And behind me is a wall. You can, I don't know if you see that on the video or not, but they decided that they needed to, you know, um, lock out all the cords and different things. And so if it was a suggestion, it was thrown out and I got a call said, Hey, if you'd like to come down and take a look at this new wall, it's going to, it's, going to be done pretty soon. I said, are you kidding me? We just talked about it a couple days ago. And I walked in. It's marvelous how you have gifts in the body. And and Brother Joel, he uh, he's flying boards and cutting things and angles. I said, uh, you know, if I was doing it. It'd take me three or four days to try and do something like this. And they got it done in a few hours. And Joel and Sister Marilyn and Michael, they put this up. And, uh, and it looks great. It just looks really great. And we're they're just thankful for for that. Going into Christmas, and I guess we'll say Merry Christmas. This is the uh, last opportunity I'll get till the next Sunday, the 27th, for the Biscoll, brother and sister Biscoll, wish, uh, wish you, myself, Sister Joanne, a very Merry Christmas. And from all the ministry and their wives, uh, you've been a wonderful, wonderful support through this crazy year. It's just been the, probably the craziest year I've ever seen in my life, and I'm getting up there. And, uh, way up there. And, and to see the support of the church, the support of the saints, whether it be on the U.S. or whether it be Canadian, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. As far as the giving is concerned and the, and the church, you're, you're a, a word-based church and you have given your tithes and your offerings and, it, and the church has gone forward. Um, the message is going out, and I want to thank God for every gift that you have given for that. And the church is just going to march forward. We don't care what's going on here. I think Brother Nathan, he still he stole half my thunder already. I so you got to watch these preacher singers type of guys. They'll take half your message away before you even get to the pulpit. But you know, you 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 find the squeeze coming on. You see the pressures come on. But there's a reason for everything. Uh, Mary was cradling the very creator himself, if you can imagine it. And if anyone could have got a pass on not having to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem, she would have got a pass. And she could have, could have complained, um, are, you, are you kidding me? You know who I am? I, I shouldn't be going through this. You know, God, I'm highly favored of God. But it's not recorded in the scriptures at all. 
There's not one complaint at all. And I don't believe that we should be complaining at our situation. We're in it, like I said last, last Sunday, we're not getting thrown in jail and we don't have Saul after us and taking our children away. We just have an absence of seeing you. And now with technology, I get to see at least a portion of you and those that are on the video. God bless you. And I just trust that the Lord give you a wonderful Christmas of his presence. And I want to thank you all for your cards and kind emails and and different things. You can't see it today, but I am standing here in a shoe. And for some people, that's normal. You got up this morning, you put on a left and a right shoe. Well, I haven't done that for a long time, since July. And I walked out here this morning, and by God's grace and by your prayers, uh, the Lord's given me uh, an, another ankle, and um, I'm happy and rejoicing in that. Brother Daniel, God bless you. It's just wonderful to know that we have people that are prayer warriors, and it's because of your prayers and your time on your knees uh, that has sustained me and given me uh, no pain. And um, I want I want to thank each and every one of you. And, and Tash, it's nice to see you with your husband. I'm, I'm sure you've gone through your trials. And may God just bless you this Christmas. So God bless you and thank you all once again. And let's just sing that little chorus. Oh, come, let us adore him. Amen. Oh, come, let us adore. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Give him all the glory, and we'll give him all the glory. We'll give him all the glory. We'll give him all the glory. God bless you. Musicians, thank you. Thank you for your gifts this year and for your undying labor of love. It's been tremendous. The brothers that have been behind me, Sister Joanne, different ones playing their instruments. It's been a great blessing. And Brother Nathan, thank you. And Brother Matthew Wilson, he stepped in. I love Brother Matthew singing. I keep, I think I'm his biggest fan. I keep on saying, Joanne, in fact, coming to church, we heard him singing. Joanne just turned up the volume. I, I, we love you, Brother Matthew Wilson. We love your singing and your family. God bless you. Well, without any further delay, I'd like to preach probably a little, I'll tie in a little bit of a, a Christmas message, not such as, as Christmas is Christ himself. And like, Brother Nathan already said, you know, we have Christmas every day. We got Christ. We're having, you know, Christ Mass. It's it's having communion with Jesus. 
And we have that every day. And so we're going to enjoy this Sunday that um, around the Word of God. I'd like you to turn, please, and stand, if you'd like, to Psalms chapter 62. Psalms chapter 62. And we'll be reading at verse 5. Psalms chapter 62. And, oh, I was, I've been thinking that as I was uh, looking to the Lord for this service, um, you know, I think various ones, I've, I looked on the internet, Brother Biscal, myself, I think Brother John, different ones have used the title on expectation. And Brother Bram actually preached it over 14 times. So I don't feel bad readdressing maybe a word as such and bringing it in uh, as, as a message. But I like to preach on my expectation is from him. My expectation is from him. So that let's start reading Psalm 62 verse 5. My soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from him. And there's a period there and I don't want to add to it but I just wrote right beside that for my expectation is from him for him. My expectation is from him, for him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense, and I shall not be moved. I lay everybody to join with me to read verse 6 together. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense, and I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength, my refuge, is in God. Now, there has to be an expectation. I'm going to read one more scripture before you're seated. There has to be an expectation. That means there's an anticipation for something. And, of course, we're at a Christmas season. And a lot of our children, there's gifts, uh, gifts given and so forth. They're expecting something. And I don't, and they have an anticipation that maybe dad and mom are going to grant the desires of their heart. Well, I know of a heavenly father that is going to give me my expectation because my expectation is from him. So I know what my anticipation is, is myself or yourself fulfilling what God's thought is for you. So Psalms, if you'd like to turn now to Psalm 17. Psalm 17, a favorite scripture of mine over the years. Psalms 17, verse 15. The Bible reads, As for me, now that's, that's Dave talking about himself, as for me, and that has to be in a personal revelation to you. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. That's my satisfaction. And we sing the song, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. That's my satisfaction. There is an expectation from him to him to be like him. To be like Jesus. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, once more, 
We thank you for your eternal word. Lord, make it alive to each and every one. Mummies and daddies, children, Lord, are together in their homes or around the internet. I just pray that the blessing of God, the word of life, will quicken them, inspire them, encourage them in the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have your seats. God bless you. I'd like to bring it to the present, but uh, Brother Branham said tonight, and I'll bring it to the present today or this morning. He says tonight so that you can get the real meaning of Christmas. So tonight, for you to get the real meaning of Christmas, it's Christ in you. Here's your prophet now. Speaking the very mind of God to you. Letting you know, no, it's not the tinsel. It's not the lights. It's not the sugar canes or the candy canes. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do, he said, now tonight so that you can get the real meaning of Christmas. It's Christ in you. God dwelling. God dwelling in the human heart. That's what the real Christmas means. Amen. So now let's just go back to our our subject. For my expectation is from him. So tonight or today or this morning, wherever you are on the planet, the real meaning of Christmas is having Christ in you. The real meaning of Christmas is God dwelling in the human heart. The real meaning of this Christmas is not the tinsel, it's not the sleigh bells, it's not the different things that the world are are rejoicing in, but it's in Christ himself. If you'd like to turn now to Isaiah, just laying a foundation for you and myself, Isaiah 53.10, Isaiah 53.10. Everybody turned there. Brother Murphy has spoke a series on out of Isaiah 53. But I'm so happy he did not hit this spot. The Bible says here in Isaiah 53.10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. And when thou make his soul an offering for sin... I want you to take special note now of this part of this scripture. He shall see his seed. I want you to notice that. I want you to put that down. I want you to... God has an expectation. He has an anticipation. And we know that the Son of Man went forth to sow. And Brother Bram talked about how that the seed was planted Throughout seven ages. And each age came to a manifestation. And so now we're at the last of the church ages. And now the promise is you can read it this morning, Sister Eleanor. You can read it this morning in the Bible. And you can say within your own heart, he shall see me. Because you have to make a confession I am his seed. And so now he's got an anticipation. We have an anticipation. And these anticipations are going to meet. 
All right? So the Bible said, he shall see his seed. And that is a tremendous, tremendous statement. An expectation. Now, if we just take a look at the word expectation, is looking for something to happen. An expectation is looking for something to happen. A lot of people expect to graduate. They're looking for something to happen. They want to get their, uh, they want to get their little certificate and they want to put on their gowns and they want to, they have, uh, an expectation of graduation. People have an expectation for their birthdays. There's many myriad of, some people have an expectation of maybe a raise or there's many types of expectation. Josh this morning has an expectation of getting married. And so, you know, it works uh, in many areas within our lives. And with that anticipation, I'm sure, Josh, I'm, I, I'm trying to find you on that screen because it's all moving everywhere. Um, I'm sure there's an eagerness. Because with anticipation comes an eagerness of that anticipation for that expectation. So there's an eagerness in God to see his seed. There's an eagerness within his seed to see him. Are you happy, Brother Josh, that God has blessed you with a, with a fiancé, as we would say? Yes, I'm very happy, very thrilled, because now you have something to look forward to. And you're looking forward to it with eagerness. I'm sure it's eager. And it's with expectancy. It's with an excitement. Whenever the word of expectation is used, there's an excitement for that anticipation for that fulfillment to take place. So right in the scripture, the scripture says, he shall see his seed. And I want to say to you, saints of God, if you're the seed of God, I want to see Jesus. And I want to see Jesus living in me. Amen. It's looking for, anticipating for something to happen. It's an excitement. There's an eagerness for this to take place. And to know that if you are his seed, nobody can unseed you. Okay? If you are his seed and you realize you've come from God and that becomes a divine revelation to you, you can't be unseated. Nobody can tell Michael he cannot be my seed. Or Joel or Sam. They are my seed. And if we are God's children and we are his seed. There's an anticipation with God. He shall see his seed. And nobody is going to stop us from seeing the one that we adore, the one that we love. That's why he said, my sheep hear my voice. A stranger they shall not follow. Seed, only seed, hear the voice of God. Only seed have an expectation. Only seed have an anticipation. Only seed have an eagerness. People that aren't seed have no eagerness, no anticipation, and no expectation from any service or anything that God has promised. It's not in them. To want this. Jesus said my sheep hear my voice. My seed hear my voice. And a stranger they won't follow. They've come from God. They go back to God. Nobody's going to take that God part out of you. 
He says, and I give them eternal life. I give those seeds, that seed of mine. It's always been there. He said, you've been always been in the thought of God. So the God part of that seed was always been there. He said, I give them eternal life. They've always had eternal life. He says, then they shall never perish. They shall never perish. This is Bible. This is St. John 10, 28. They shall never perish and neither shall any man pluck you from my hand. No devil, no trial, no virus, no demon, no nothing going to pluck God's seed from his hand. He shall see his seed. That's God's word. That's the eternal word. And nothing is going to stop him from seeing that word manifested. Watch now as we go on. He, he repeats this again in verse 29. My father which gave them me is greater than all. Is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So now we're going to, we're ending a year and we're coming into a new year. No man, no situation, no demon, no trial, no tribulation, no sickness, no nothing is going to stop us from seeing our Heavenly Father. Nothing. Nothing. There's an anticipation. There's an eagerness for this. Let me just give you for an example, Simeon in the Bible since we're at a Christmas season, and if you want to turn to St. Luke 2 and 25. Luke 2, verse 25. Can you imagine? Can you imagine now? Here is the fulfillment of the prophecy from Genesis 3 of the woman's seed. Here they've waited for 4,000 years for the Messiah to come. God heralded his coming. With an angel choir, shepherds hearing an angel choir. You think the world would have run to Bethlehem to see Messiah? Nobody there but shepherds. Can you imagine nobody there but shepherds? If I would have run through Cloverdale this morning and said, I'll take all the brothers that are here. Joe, you. Me, Oren, we'll take, we'll run through Cloverdale and say, an angel choir just saying, hark, hark unto you, born in the city of David. How many people would have listened to you? They would have thought you were crazy. And they think you're crazy again. When you say seven angels came down on Sunset Mountain. And they started to sing out of an angel's choir the word of life. And you tell them, the angel of the Lord has descended himself. And they still call us crazy. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It was a rejected king and it's a rejected queen. It's a rejection of his word. And now the Bible says this in Luke 2 and 25. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man 
was just and devout. Just and devout. That was showing his character. That was showing what type of man he was. And we understand now he's come up in years. And yet the Bible declares he's just and devout. That has been a part of his nature all his life. He's just and devout. And now God had spoken to him. He said, for there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. I, I, I trust that the Holy Ghost is upon you this morning. That that same God can call you just and devout. And that the Holy Ghost is upon you. Waiting for the consolation of Israel, the Bible says. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost. Now notice how that has come. It was revealed to him. As David said in the psalm, he is my rock. He's my revelation. It's revealed to him. He's my rock. He's my salvation. It was revealed to him. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he would not see death before he seen the Lord's Christ. Are you getting up there in age, Simeon? You've been believing this a long time. Brothers and sisters. But there's a promise of a rapture. There's a promise of a people that shall be changed. And so he was devout. He was just. He was anointed under the Holy Ghost. There's got to be a people today that are devout. They are just. They are anointed under the Holy Ghost. And they shall not see death. They shall cheat death by a translation in this body. It was revealed to him. He won't see death before he sees the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit. Notice his leadership. His leadership wasn't self-leadership. His leadership was not directed by his wife. It was not directed by any man, any friend. The Bible said he was led of the Holy Ghost. Brothers. We need to be led by the Holy Ghost. We're not led by situations, perplexed of times and troubled times. We are not led by that. We have to be led by the Holy Ghost. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, and Brother Bram so wonderfully said, he said, here came Mary and Joseph, and as it was a custom on the eighth day to have them circumcised, there he was, but they knew what kind of reputation it was already. They knew he was, Ill- they thought that he was illegitimate. That Joseph and Mary had relationship before marriage. And Brother Bram said that actually the other ones that had the nice blankets and the pretty bows and the, and the ribbons, they just stayed a little bit away from them. They didn't want to be identified with them. I want to be identified with this Christ. I want to be identified with this word. Though they call it illegitimate, it is the word of God. He came by the Holy Spirit. The parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law. And then he took him up in his arms and he blessed God. And he said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace According to 
thy word. You shall not see death until you see the Lord's Christ. That was a promise given by the Holy Ghost to Simeon. And so now he's holding the consolation, consolation of Israel. He's holding now the Lord Jesus. He says, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I'd like to just start to start to massage now the word and go into this now. We hear it at the Christmas time in the Christmas season about Simeon and the baby Jesus and so forth. All is this was was the word being manifested. What was happening now that the woman seed has come? The conquering seed. The mighty God has come. Here he was in infant form. Here he was as a little child. Here was the salvation of Israel. This was the salvation of the world. But nobody was there to give him any accolades. No one was there to give him praise. I trust that this Christmas season that you in your home can lift up your hands and say, glory be to Jesus. Mine eyes have seen your salvation. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. It's more than just believing that William Branham was a prophet. It's more than just seeing Brother Branham as Malachi 4. John was a prophet that foran Jesus. But even John had to say to Andrew, that's him. He said to all his disciples, that's him. But only two went. Only two went. Can you imagine? There was the Lamb of God. There is Israel's consolation. There is your salvation. Not everybody. It's not for everybody. He's the consolation of Israel. You know what consolation means? If you take a look at it in the Greek. Here and now, the king of glory has come down. God is with us. Emmanuel. Here's the consolation of Israel. This is the answer For their liberty and freedom. Israel had been under the whip since Egypt. They'd gone through Egypt and being brick makers for 400 years. They get out in deliverance. And then Babylon takes them. And they go back into Babylon. And God delivers them. Now they get to Israel. And now here's Rome. Rome. Putting them in bondage again. If you look up the history. 60,000 Romans. Were being now. Sent to Jerusalem. Can you imagine? 60,000 Romans. To put a people again in bondage. And Jesus said by prophecy. No different than prophecy from Genesis 3 that a woman's seed would be manifested. No difference when you see Jerusalem encompassed about. Flee to the hills. Their scripture is being manifested. 
60,000 Roman soldiers and they slaughtered all that was in Jerusalem. And Josephus said that the streets ran with blood. But here was their consolation. Here was the one that was to remove all their sorrow. Amazing about that. Sister Linda, imagine, here's their answer to take away all sorrow. It was to be their rescue, to be their deliverer. This is what Simeon, who was a just and devout man, was saying. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation, the constellation of Israel. Here is ah, the removal of our sorrow. He's going to take us out of our problem. He's going to rescue us. This was only to the seed of God, the predestinated that were always in the mind of God. This was the consolation to the elect that were chosen in him. That consolation, if you tie it to what Christ is, his, our salvation, that means every sickness will be dealt with. Every disease would be destroyed. You'd be rescued from. Every wound will be healed. And there's many wounded today. So if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then he is your consolation. He is your salvation. He is your healer. He is your deliverer. But people love the crutch of their problem. Because they want to hear, Woe is me. Have pity on me. He's been sent. The word's been sent to deliver you from your sorrow, from your pain, from your wounds, from your sin. What a consolation. That word consolation means to give comfort. And Isaiah said in Isaiah 40 and 1, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. Isn't it a comfort to know that God sent a message to rescue you out of Laodicea? To take your sorrow and turn it into joy. To give you a, 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 a bounce in your step and your shoulders back. And know that you're a son and daughter of God. Shouldn't that give a rejoicing at this Christmas season? That the Lord Jesus, who is our consolation, said, Comfort ye. Comfort ye. Comfort ye, my people, saith your God. God wants to give you comfort this morning. God wants you to, at this Christmas season, don't worry about your children. Don't worry about your problems. Don't be like Brother John preached last Sunday. Don't be a Jonah. Don't run from your situation. Run to the situation. David didn't run from his Goliath. He ran to his Goliath. It's not running away because wherever you go, you're there. You think, well, this is the problem. I'm losing faith. I'm perplexed because of this virus. The borders are closed. It's terrible. It sounds like Laodicea has struck. Sounds like, where is the get up? Where is the manhood? Where's the womanhood of this word? Saying, I deny Satan. He's not going to rob me of my consolation. 
This is a trial, but God wins every trial. He's the troubler, but he's the conqueror of the troubler, as we preached two weeks ago. It doesn't matter what situation you run into. Our God is greater than any situation. He's bigger than, what is it called? COVID-19. It's on, everybody wants to hear the new news, uh, news service, whatever they call it, broadcast. They want to know what's the update today. How many, how many are dead now? How many got it now? They don't want to tell you how many are living through the word. No matter how many are born again and how many families that have been brought together and how many grandchildren have been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They don't want to talk about that on their newscast. They want to talk about those that have died. They're going to die anyway. Haven't you found that out? Have you not lived long enough to know that everybody dies? And I heard a great amen. Man is full of sorrow. <laughs> My goodness. Gonna... I want to move you into your consolation because to receive Christ, the life giver, means you never die. You only go to sleep. If you go by the way of the grave, you only go to asleep. Lazarus, dead. No, he only sleeps. Come on. Lazarus died. He's only sleep. Michael, dad is only sleeping right now. Amen. There's going to be a voice to raise the dead. And that's the voice that called you out of this world into the body of Christ. He shall see his seed. Doesn't matter whether you're in the grave or whether you're here in Cloverdale or in Linden or Bellingham. Doesn't matter you're in Seattle. Doesn't matter where your location is. When the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall rise. Brother, that's my comfort. That's my message. That's everything I believe. I don't believe preaching your sorrow. I believe in preaching your deliverance. And this message came to deliver you. Deliver your children and your grandchildren. And to bring you into the promise of God. He shall see his seed. Don't worry. Don't worry, saints. Egypt had been, or Israel had been under so much affliction. Throughout their years since the fall in the Garden of Eden. From Egypt to Babylon, oppression, depression, whipped, beaten, scourged, and crucified. Yet Isaiah gave them a word of comfort. Comfort ye, comfort ye. Why? Because the consolation of Israel is going to come and deliver you. He's going to deliver us from our bondage. From oppression, depression. I don't get it, this depression business. I don't. And you can, everybody don't have to look down now. You can look at me square in the eyes as I'm looking at you. I don't get this depression business. Because now if I preach my next service, it will be out of shalom. Arise and shine for your light has come. And that arising in the Hebrew means to arise out of your depression. So now if the word hasn't come to do that, are you living the word? Are you seeing the true Christmas? 
the true Christmas Christ in you. I don't think Jesus was ever depressed. I can imagine the whole congregation got real quiet here. But it's nevertheless the truth. He's come to deliver you out of every situation you find yourself in. Brother Murphy preached, I will restore, saith the Lord. It doesn't matter how dead the tree was as he preached. But Brother Branham also made reference to the valley of dry bones. It does not matter how dead you are. If you are a seed of God, will this valley of dry bones live? Will we ever get out of this dry situation I've been in for now 15, 10, 12, 2 years? Can I live a victorious life? Thou knowest, Lord, Son of Man, speak. And the Son of Man has spoken and there will be a resurrection of the dry bones of Laodicea. There was the prophecy. In Genesis 3. A prophecy. That I'll put enmity. Between thee. And the woman. Between thy seed. And her seed. And it shall bruise. Thy head. And thou shalt bruise. His heel. That was a prophecy now. That was a prophecy later. But, saints, how many years did it take for that prophecy to be fulfilled? 4,000 years. 4,000 years. People pray. Say, Lord, help me. Deliver me. I'm so depressed. I can't see this. Um, Just a second. How long have you had it? Have you had it 4,000 years? Forty days, forty years, it doesn't matter with God. The word is going to be manifested. He shall see his seed. It does not matter how long the trial is, there's going to be an end to the trial. Doesn't matter what situation that's bringing you down. He's going to lift you up. He's your consolation. He's your comfort. Doesn't matter what trial, hardship you are through. He'll bring you through. Though is there a promise of a bed of ease? No, there's not. Does the answer have, or does the world have the answer to your problem? No, it doesn't. Caesar says, you must come to your birth city. You must be there. You must be there. But, but, Lord... My wife's heavy with child. Joseph had a, he could have, he could have had every excuse under the book. But that was the law of the land. And he went according to Caesar. And he did not know, and yet it is according to the word. I'm sure him and Mary said, we're being, we're getting put back to Bethlehem because, no. They went to Bethlehem. 
because there was a law put into place. And the scripture was very clear for that prophecy out of Micah to be fulfilled. But so often as it is, as the word was prophesied, it's very hard for people to see the fulfillment of the prophecy. It was very hard for people to look at Malachi 4 as he was standing there. How many people understood that it was Malachi 4? It was a fulfillment from Malachi. It was a fulfillment of 2,000 years. 2,000 or 2,400 years. And there now the fulfillment was taking place. And as soon as the prophet came on the scene, nobody screamed out in 1947. Son of man! Malachi 4! It takes the Holy Ghost, as it took the Holy Ghost on Simeon, to be moved by God to see the revelation of the word manifested for your hour. Takes revelation. So now, I want to move you from seeing Jesus of 2,000 years ago. And how they missed it then. But will they miss it today? Sit in a church. Go to the synagogue. It doesn't matter. Synagogue, church, synagogue, church. It doesn't all matter. Those in the synagogue missed Jesus growing up. Missed him coming into his ministry. Missed And yet we should be able to be, have comfort this morning. As in the first exodus where God promised them, I will send an angel before you. That in this third exodus, there was an angel sent before us. Ah, but we get very comfortable. Here you are, a lot of you are sitting on your Chesterfields. I like the way you're sitting, Daniel. They're sitting forward, looking in. Not with your... I meant comfort ye, comfort me, but don't get too comfortable. (laughs) But God sent an angel before them to make a way. He sent an angel for you to make a way. God is a very present help in in times of trouble. It's so hard for people even to listen to this message. Ah, I'll pick one here. I'll take one there and I'll take this tape here and take a little bit there. And as we've said over the years, we make it a smorgasbord, but it's a body. It's Christ. It's more than picking this and picking that and picking this and picking this. And yet the preachers will preach out and they are your gifts to the church at Christmas. Every minister in this body here, whether it be here or around the world, is a love gift from God to the body of Christ. In one place said it's your dress wear. And people are naked because they don't want to listen. Well, I don't like Brother Tom or I don't like Brother John or I don't like this and I don't like that. That's why they're naked and don't know it because they refuse God's dress wear. It's a very hard thing to say, but it's true. Here was Brother Branham telling us now a dream of Junior Jackson and here it was that he, he took the crowbar and he cleaved the top of the mountain off. And he said, look on this, brothers, look on this. He said, I told them to look on this, on this great mountain. 
He said, I told him to look on this. Stay here. Look on this while I go yonder. And after I told them to stay, they all had left. It's incredible. It's incredible that there was now the word coming forth telling them just to eat the book or to stay in the message or read your Bible or how far do we want to go on this? When God is trying to console you, trying to strengthen you, trying to uplift you, trying to deliver you, trying to rescue you in this hour of bondage. Look on this. Stay here. Look on this. While I go yonder. A whole group of them just took off and went on their way. And yet they believed they were following Brother Branham. They were following his teaching. He was telling them, look on this white stone. But everybody's got their own idea what they think it is. Look on this. Well, I go yonder. Just stay right here. Look on this. He said, he was now repeating it under the seventh seal. Look on this till I return. And a whole group of them just, just left. We just left. Just told by the word to look on this, to look on this message. To believe what the word says you are. To manifest what it says you're to manifest. And yet, saints of God, there's not too many that really want to dig deep into the word. To become the word. That's the real Christmas. Christ in you. Christ in you. Brother Bram said in Satan's Eden. He said in every age, Satan tries to pervert the word to make them see some other age. We can always look back to 1965, but I want to bring you forward to today. Oh yeah, I believe the prophet and I, I'll listen to 1963 or 1964. But Brother Bram was trying to introduce you to Jesus Christ today. So Brother Bram says here in Satan's Eden, he tries to pervert the word to them to see some other age. Look when Jesus comes, see, Satan was in that bunch of Jewish teachers and rabbis and priests trying to tell him to keep the law of Moses. When the very word said that in the day that the Son of Man would be revealed. He would reveal himself that very day. So they was trying as long as he can keep them religious. As long as he keeps you religious on the law of Moses and see what kind of person he was. See how deceiving Satan is. Always trying to tell him that part of the word is just exactly right. But this man isn't that person. They're always looking back to Moses. But now Jesus was the son of man revealing himself now. And he didn't want to see him. But now the son of man, I want to get into the son of man being revealed again in a body. 
Mm, now we're getting squeaky. And we find out that you're the body. The son of man. If you keep looking back, you will lose the race. But my promise is he shall see his seed. So, those I'm trying to comfort you, comfort you. I'm trying to encourage you, encourage you. Don't look back, look forward. How many of you remember? It's called the miracle four-minute mile. The miracle four-minute mile. I don't know whether the statue is still there, Ken. It used to be there when I was a kid growing up. And there's Roger Bannister and John Landy. And it was the great race. And it put Vancouver on the map. Here was a man that broke the four-minute mile. But as soon as the man broke it, there was others after others after others after others that broke it. But up to that point, nobody broke it. Nobody brought this word to its manifestation. But once it's been broken, glory. There's many going to run this race and finish it like he finished this race. So it was called the miracle four-minute mile. Nobody could break it. But once it's broken, it was man after man off from Australia and Europe and England and everywhere else. They were breaking it like not everybody was breaking it. But up to that point, it was called a miracle to break it. And so they had the great race here in Vancouver, August 7, 1954, a few months after I was born. And there they had John Landy and, and, and Roger Bannister, and they were going to run at, at the uh, Empire Stadium, I believe it was. And there they're going to run that miracle four-minute mile, and John Landy now, he had broken it, but he wanted to beat and show the world that he can beat Roger Bannister. So Roger Bannister had a lot on on the table, as they say. He had a lot to lose. So he's in Vancouver, Joe. There's only two in the race. And this guy's already broken the four-minute mile, so he can beat him. But he was the first. Roger Bannister was the first. So this is the challenger now. So now they're in Vancouver. And here they go. It was broadcasted around the world. It was in, in Australia and New Zealand. It was in Vancouver. It was in Europe. It was in England. It was everywhere broadcasted. Now they're going to watch this, this great race. And there it goes. The gun goes and John Landy, he does the lead. He leads all the way. He leads all the way. He's running it. And it looks like Roger Bannister, the one who was, who broke the miracle mile, four minute mile. They were just ready to come through the finishing line. Just right at the end. Comfort. We're coming right down to the close of time. Giant Landy is just ready to cross the finish line. And there's the statue of him. And he just looks over his left shoulder to see where Roger Bannister was. And Roger Bannister was on his right shoulder and passed him. He said it was the look that cost him the race. It was the look that cost him the fame. He was looking back instead of looking to the finish line. Don't look back, saints of God. Look to the finish. God is going to see his seed. And he's putting an expectation in me for him. 
And I'm going to finish this race. And I'm going to include all of you this morning. We're going to finish the race. We're going to manifest the word. We're going to cross the line, Orn. I think that's why everybody wants to get married. We're going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But everybody's getting married before we get there. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. What is your expectation this Christmas? What's your expectation this Christmas? Are we going to be like that little moron? Brother Bram called him a moron. I said to Sister Joanne, I said, can you imagine Brother Bram called, used the word moron? I hate that word. And yet since he used it, I'll use it. He said the moron that got caught up in the wrapping paper. Get caught up on the outside of the package. Your flesh will never do it. Don't get caught up on the outside. Get caught up what the seed is on the inside. Let the outside die, burn, go to the garbage. But let that inside seed manifest Jesus Christ. We're not a bunch of morons. No, sir. We're the seed gene of God. We're the seed gene of God. What's your expectation? What is it today? You say, oh, I got the seed. I got the seed in me. Rosie, you're looking there very attentive. I got the seed in me. The Bram takes now that seed life. He called it God life. And he shall see his seed. He shall see that God life in you. Because he has an expectation. And I have an expectation that I want to see him. We say all I want to see is Jesus. All I want to see is him where? In me. Thank you, Tim. In me. All I want to see is Jesus living in me. Not just going to church as our young people will, as we get ready to wind down a little bit here. It's not coming to Bible way. Going to get you into the kingdom. That's just a part of the package. Wrapping paper. We have a beautiful building, but yet there's nobody here. We don't want to get caught up in the packaging. And yet, it's a gift from God. And we love this little building. But the church isn't the building. The church is the people in the building. You're the church. You're the seed. It doesn't matter what we go through. And what we'll encounter in the days that lay ahead. God has given us a message to comfort us in our times of sorrow, in our times of loss, in our times of heartache, in our times of wounding. The message of Christ is your consolation. Are you a just person? Are you a righteous person? Our righteousness is in Christ. I pray, I was praying this week, I said, Lord, there's no righteousness in myself. 
I'm a miserable failure as it is. But you are my righteousness, Lord. You are my hope. You're my everything. And I just want to see you living in me. He says, let's just focus now our lives. Let's not turn over the shoulder and wonder who's behind us. Just keep running forward. Brother Bram said, we must focus our lives. Not what somebody else says. I'm sorry. I learned that a long time ago. Group of people left when I was just saved. After I was saved, both two years after I was saved, a group of people left. They went after another doctrine and their main person that was leading them out of the church was saying, Brother Tom's not saved. Brother Tom doesn't have God. Did you think that I lost a moment's sleep over what somebody else said? It didn't mean that to me. I knew in whom I have believed. He had been my consolation. He had been my deliverer. He'd been my savior. He'd been my wound healer. He'd been all those things already to me. Nobody can tell me I never experienced that. Me who was a drinker and a party monger, now totally delivered, don't tell me that. So Brother Brown says, just focus yourself. It doesn't matter what anybody says. Focus your life to him. He's the word. If we can get our lives lined up to the word, then the word and our lives become the same. He said, if you abide in me, my word in you, then ask what you will. And I'll grant to you, verily I say unto you, if you say to this mountain, be removed, and don't doubt in your heart and believe, you shall have what you ask, it shall come to pass. Because why? Because, he said, the mind that was in Christ now is in you. The mind that was in Christ in you. And that mind that was in Christ was to fill, fulfill the Father's word. The word and you have become one. And to fulfill the Father's will. His word in you. That's it. Focus yourself where Christ was to fulfill the Father's word. It's in us to fulfill what the word says. He was the word. There you are then you and the Word are focused in together and you become the living unit of God. How great. My, my, that should console you. That should put a smile on your face where you and the Word are now become one. Hallelujah. You and Christ have become one. I love it. I, I don't know whether it was Brother John or Brother Murphy or Brother Tim. I don't know who used this, but I was coming across it as I was doing my study as a woman in, in Memphis. That sister in Memphis. And she had a dream. And she was standing outside. And Brother Ram said she had the dew on her back. Waiting for God's Elisha. 
And Brother Bram said, there she was. She was standing there. She says, Lord, I'm the Shumanite. I've got my baby and he's dying of syphilis. He's dying of a disease, a social disease. You gave me the baby. He's a disgrace to my home. But he's mama's baby. He's mama's baby. If I'm the Shumanite and you gave me the baby, where's your Elisha? And Brother Bram says, here I come. Here I come. I see, she says, I seen a man. She said to Brother Bram, I seen you coming. You're wearing a tan suit and a little tan hat. He said, are you the parson? He said, yep. He said, I've been standing at this gate before daylight waiting for you. There was an expectation. God had given her a promise. It doesn't matter how bad her son was. God gave her the son. I don't care, Brother Nathan. I don't care nothing. I don't care what anybody says. If God has given you children, let it be a Christmas gift to you. Let it be a God-given gift to you. You can stand here this morning with the dew of heaven on the back of your shoulders. You've been given a promise under the token. I'm the Shemanite, but where's Elijah? Where is that word? And here come the word by your way this morning. Here the word is coming by your way. She took him into her home. Brother Bram said, what a home it was. Took him into her home. She said, it didn't matter how much of a disgrace he had been. He was dying and his mama's baby. Comfort ye. Comfort ye. God in his great consolation. He shall see his seed. And they shall be delivered. Out of every sickness. Out of every situation. Though it bring a disgrace to the home. She wanted her son delivered. And God delivered her son. Though he was dying. Though he was a disgrace. I guess it was venereal disease. But he's mama's baby. She struck something and God delivered her baby. Amen. I trust you've struck something this morning. Something stretched your heart. I am the word and God has given me seed and he shall see his seed. Sister Ellen, he shall see his seed. That's his expectation and my expectation is for him. The word To be living in me. Christmas. Don't get caught up in the wrapping paper. Well, Brother Tom, he's too excited or too loud or too emotional. One minute I get criticized, I'm too loud. Next minute I criticize because I cry too much. Next minute, I don't know. I, I, I said, how about just letting me be me? And you worry about being you. And that's the way that it is. So don't get caught up in my wrapping paper. Don't get caught up in one another's wrapping paper. We all have wrapping paper. 
But that's not what I want to get caught up. I want the Christ in you, Daniel. I want the Christ that's in you, Anthony. I want the Christ that is in the package. Musicians, please come. Brother Bram said in the token message, what kind of life would you have in you? What kind of life would the seed have in there? How much life should be in you? Brother Bram, I don't believe, exaggerated his messages. I don't believe that he had to put in added words to add in time. So when he spoke something, I believe he was trying to make a point. And he was trying to get the people to see the life of Christ in you is a super, super, super human being. Oh, man, look around the room. Tash looking at her husband's back of the head. He's super, super, super. Well, the word says you're super, super, super. So now, saints of God, what's your expectation? What's your expectation? Coming into Christmas, a true Christmas, Brother Bram said, is seeing Christ in you. I have a super, Brother Bram said, 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 now it's a super, super, super human being. It's a super life that was in him has now come upon you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Here's your concept. And now that super, super, super life that was in him. And he uses super, super, super life that was in Christ, that was in him. He says, now is on you. And he says, now, not three times, he says it five times. You have a super, 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 super life. My Anthony. Here you are as a, now you're oldlyweds. You're not newlyweds no more. You got all these new ones coming up. You're the old timers now. But what a beautiful couple. But now you can have a consolation if God should tarry and give you children in this wicked age. And you will cradle them in the arms as Simeon cradled the word. That you can say the life that was in Christ, the prophet said now is in me. And that life that was in him is now a super life in me. And there's nothing that can come into your home that you can't rebuke. There's nothing that can come in your home that you can't rebuke and resist in the name of Jesus Christ. What a consolation that is when your baby has got a fever and he's crying and you're trying to put him to bed and there's no answer. All you can say is, Jesus, would you heal my baby? What a consolation. What a consolation was for me many years ago when Michael was about four or five years old and jumps over a roll of rug, breaks his ankle and I got him in my arms. I said, Jesus, I don't even know what to do. Would you touch Michael? And that foot came right back on him. Joanne and I sat in the middle of that floor crying. Crying. Not doing a hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Crying that we were so humbled that God would come and do that for us. It's not me that lives, but now it's Christ living in you in this Christmas season. 
Don't look at your package in the mirror. Look far beyond the wrapping paper. Look far past your faults and failures. Look beyond and see the seed that God says. And his anticipation was to see his seed. My anticipation is to see that seed living in me. Let my anticipation and expectation be his expectation. You are all going into a Christmas time and some can have friends and some can have families. Others aren't allowed. Some will, some won't. But you've got to know yourself at this Christmas, no matter what happens on the outside of your homes, that you've got the God of creation cradled within your heart, within your package this morning. Why don't we all bow our heads in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, all I want to see is Jesus, Ben. Heavenly Father, sure, there's tinsel, all the pretty lights, drive around and we see them Lord and have absolutely no meaning whatsoever they're just lights we see the hustle and bustle and mummies and dads will sacrifice to give to their children but we know that you gave the greatest sacrifice for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son Lord, that a life could be released and come back on a people. That as Paul cried out, it's no longer I that live, but now Christ living in me. May there something cry out within the heart of the people. May there be an expectation for him. To him. That Christ would be living in us, Lord. That it wouldn't be just a message on the shelf, but that message would become life within flesh within me. So I'm praying for every home that you will bless them this Christmas, Lord. That they will never forget the greatest gift that was given to mankind was Jesus Christ. Christ crucified so that you could be our rescuer you could be our deliverer that you could be our consolation that you could be our comfort in times of wickedness and trouble I pray that the peace of the presence of God would baptize every home and every individual and may they not get caught up in the tinsel May they get caught up in the great gift himself, Jesus Christ. Bless each and every one, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you sing with me? All I want to see is Jesus. Oh, all want to see. Why don't you just lift up your hands? Why don't you just lift them up? 
lift him up. Say, oh, God of creation, live in me, Lord. You shall see your seed manifest. Oh, is Jesus. Where? Where is he living? He's shining through me. And hear him say, Well, All I want to see is Jesus. just want to water it a little bit. But Brandon said, how do you water it? I'm watching your lips. He said, give him praise. He said, do you praise him in your home? I do. <laughs> I do. I lift up my hands. I lift up my voice. Praise him. Praise him. Glorify the king of glory. We praise you this morning, Lord. Oh, to be like Jesus. Just to be like thee. Oh, to be like thee. Blessed Redeemer. Pure as thou art. Oh, I want to be like him. Don't you? To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. On earth I long. To be like All through life's journey, from earth to glory. Before we sing it one more time, as I said, Scripture, Scripture. What do you want to do? Isaiah seven fourteen. Do you want to do Isaiah nine six? Do we want to say it was fulfilled in Matthew 1 and 23 or Micaiah 5 and 2 fulfilled in Matthew 2 and 10? Or shall we say there is a prophecy of a child in Hosea 11 and 1 fulfilled in Matthew 2, 13? 
scripture after scripture that was now prophesied to manifest. And while it was manifesting, they missed it. God help us not to miss what's been prophesied for you and I to be. But the scripture says, as we read out of Isaiah 53, he shall see his seed. When I came across that this week and I looked at that, I said, Lord, if that's your expectation, it's not going to be a failure. You know, a lot of people can have expectations and what they expect doesn't come to pass. I remember one Christmas, I, 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 wanted, I wanted a fire truck. I never got my fire truck. I got a dump truck. <laughs> I think I told that story at BCA this year or last year. I didn't get my fire truck, but I got a dump truck. But you know what? I love that dump truck. Because I know what the sacrifice was for my parents for that little gift. I want you to realize this Christmas... Your parents have sacrificed much to give you a wonderful life in Christ. Sacrifice much. They could be other places. They don't have to be on the rainy west coast. They could be anywhere they want to go. Let's go to the sun. Let's chase the sun. We've been doing that since 1975. I've been chasing the sun, the S-O-N himself. A lot of people, they oh, I got to go find the sun. Find Christ this Christmas. Let Jesus shine on you. Shine on me. Shine on me. Lord, shine on me. Let the light of the lighthouse, let him shine on me. God bless you this Christmas of 2020, going into 2021. Brother John will take the last Sunday evening service. God bless you, soldier, as you minister the word of God tonight. Brother John at 4 o'clock up at the camp. God be with you. God be with you all. As, I, as we dismiss you from your Chesterfields. In the name of Jesus Christ, God bless you. Thank you for letting me into your heart this morning. God be with you. Amen. One last song, Brother Ben. I got it written here. This whole world can never hold me. Because my father has an expectation. He shall see his seed. Can we just sing that? As you dismiss yourselves, you can go and do whatever you want. This whole world will never anymore. And I'll be gone. For I've made my
when we get together. I don't believe we'll have an hour service, an hour and a half. I think we're going to have an all-day service. I think it's going to be a one, two, three, four punch. It'll be a, it'll be a John Andy's, a Tom Ray. It'll be a Tim Dodd. It'll be a Murphy Wong. It'll be a Michael Ray. Just keep on going. Did Brother Ernie get the last punch? <laughs> what a time that's going to be. God bless you, saints. Look forward to it. Have an expectation for it. You'll get what you expect, Brother Bram said. God bless you.